0: What? Well, what? What's what? going on? Hello, Matt. Matt is that you? Yeah, Teddy, what's, happen- what's happening? What? Where are we? I have no. I don't. Where? What? Where are
1: we? I have no idea.
0: Oh, man, like, okay. Last thing I remember, we we just we finished recording our Halloween three episode, and we yeah. we just. We just said like, all right, that's it. Let's call it a night. And then it's just like complete blackness for me. I can't, I can't even remember what was going on there. I've got nothing after that. I don't understand. Yeah, this is, it's very strange. I, I just don't know what's, what's happening. Uh, but where look at this place. This is disgusting. We're like this filthy bathroom and like, oh my God.
1: It smells like shit in here.
0: Oh, it smells horrible. And look at look at this. I'm chained up. I'm, ch- yeah. I'm chained up. Too, I, can't, I can't go
1: anywhere. Why is there a chain? Why is there a chain?
0: Why is there a chain? And why who on earth moved all of our podcasting equipment into this bathroom? This is really strange. I don't like who's behind this?
1: Why would I know? How could I possibly answer that? Hello, Matt. Hello, Teddy. Dear God.
0: I want to play a
1: game. Oh, not again.
0: Oh, my God. This is really... like, Come on, Jigsaw. you got to leave us alone. You both have spent so much time covering my films, and now you have the audacity to attempt to cover another horror franchise. Well, today, your hubris will be put to the test. We can... As you will see... You have been chained in this basement for over a month. You are just coming to, and you will find that the episode you think you recorded is no longer there. What? what are episodes gone? Like, what are you? What, what are you, you talking about? Did you just? Throw it into the void. Like it, delete. What do you mean? What- you deleted the episode. Like we worked on that for over an hour. That was really. That
1: was a really good
0: episode. I thought.
1: Also, has it been a month? Are we? Have we been chained in a fucking bathroom for a month?
0: <laughs> no one will ever hear your Halloween three episode. Instead, you are to record a new episode all over again, and you will do it to my specifications or else you will die oh this like i don't know jace like this doesn't really sound like a test or anything this just sounds kind of like you're mad and you just uh you just want to punish us like i don't really think that's supposed to be your mo right
1: no, I, I, I think I think Teddy's right. I, I think you can just punish someone. That seems a little vindictive for Jigsaw. So I, I don't know. Live or die! They're oh. ah! ah! <laughs> coming to get
0: you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though.
1: Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We, we drink. are Buzz,
0: Buzz on Movie dang okay well uh i guess here we are um sorry that we were apparently gone for a whole month i don't know what was up with that a but month. uh yeah that's Jeez. crazy i don't like why would we be gone for a month you'd think like some people would have noticed because that's very uncharacteristic of us to miss that many episodes i mean someone had that's to crazy. Noticed, right somebody
1: must have did did anyone miss us I hope what, so. what do you think's uh, going on in the in the world up there i mean nothing big could have happened in the past month in the world right i mean can't imagine anything major is happening no nah, nothing at all yeah.
0: nothing but um i you know uh we got to get out of here eventually maybe if we just record this episode jigsaw is gonna let us go um yeah so i guess let's start the show uh Welcome again ladies and gentlemen to Buzzsaw Movies. I'm Teddy. I think
1: you mean Buzzsaw Movies.
0: Oh yes, wow. we are we are solidly in Buzzsaw Movies territory this is here.
1: Buzzsaw Movies. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, I am Teddy and uh, oh, I'm Matt. That's me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um and yeah, we're here once again to talk to you about the movies we've been watching, what we think of them and uh what's been going on in movie news and it's been hope...
1: really fun to watch movies from a bathroom.
0: Yeah. I, I gotta say I'm not I'm not entirely certain how this all worked out. Um but I've def I've got memories of a few movies that I've seen over the past month, maybe. Um it's kind of hazy because I feel like Jigsaw drugged us pretty bad. But um uh, we're here. We're ready to talk about them. And the
1: pig face took us I swear to god, if Pig Face
0: touched me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Pig Face. Uh you know, that guy. He, you know, what? he gotta he break out on his own sometime. He, he's doing the dirty work for Jigsaw all the time now.
1: That's true, you're right. Well, I'm excited to talk about movies now. Now that we're awake, chained in a bathroom that smells bad. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah.
0: Um, so leading off, I, I mean, last time I remember talking about this. Uh, we were talking about Halloween. It doesn't seem fitting to really cover Halloween anymore because the Halloween season is over. We miss, we miss Halloween, man. We
1: did we miss, miss Halloween. Halloween. Jigsaw, man. Jigsaw. I also think we should probably stop talking about Halloween because Jigsaw wasn't happy when we talked about Halloween. Uh, and I just true. don't want to piss that guy off again. I that's, mean, he locked us in a bathroom. He's done a true. lot to us. This is like a step above what he's done previously, so... This Eh, is pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like personal kidnapping is a step above just deleting stuff, which he also did this time. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to continue the Halloween series for now, but who knows? Maybe a little down the road. We'll uh, once we put like jigsaw
1: in jail and like made sure that we're not going to be kidnapped and locked in a, in a scary bathroom in the bottom of a scary yellow painted house. That's filled with toxic nerve gas. Sure we'll cover Halloween again.
0: Yeah, we got it. Um, in the meantime, we've got quite a few movies to talk about that uh, we haven't covered. Uh, hopefully some of these will be to his liking. We, first of all, we have a uh, Joker. Joker Ooh. was all, has been all the rage for a while. Um, sort of, I guess at this point, it's not really in theaters anymore, but there's still a few screens out there. I'd say, It's absolutely
1: Um, still playing in New York city. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a decent amount of screenings, but yeah,
1: it's everywhere. Still here. (laughs) Well,
0: the one near me, there's only like one a day, but yeah, it's,
1: it's movies like, like that big here last like forever. It's a plus, but it's also sort of like at a certain point, I just want them to be gone. I'm like, let's make some room, you know?
0: Well, yeah, it is true. Like, even the theater near me only has eight screens, but it's showing like 12 different movies right now. And oh, wow. Like, some of them are only showing like once a day, but it does sort of eat up the available screenings.
1: Yeah. So, like, it, I've,
0: I've seen like every movie that's playing there right now. So,
1: yeah, if it's only 12, um, Times Square will show like 25 at a time, but it'll be like certain movies only get one or two a day, but they also have like 25 screens. So that's like, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) like, so they can get away with it because they also have like a, a large contingency of like Bollywood screens that they just only show Bollywood movies on. So that's also like a really random and cool thing that they do. That Um,
0: is neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um,
1: it's the only one in the in the city that does that consistently. Lincoln Square and 34th Street do that occasionally, but 42nd Street Times Square does that like a lot.
0: I think there's um, Tyson's Corner gets Bollywood occasionally, but
1: um not like that consistently, I'd say. There's always at least like two Bollywood movies at Times Square. Sometimes more. Wow. So yeah, anyway, Joker,
0: uh this was a huge controversy like a month ago. And now everyone's basically forgotten about that already. Everybody was so convinced there was going to be some big, like violent shooting about this or everything. And really, I mean, like nobody was thinking about there being one until the media started going all crazy over it. So if there had been anything, it'd be hard not to draw some of the blame for them. But as it was, nothing happened. Everything was fine. The movie came out. It was pretty good. Um, uh, I liked it definitely. thought it was um an interesting way of taking some of the stuff that Scorsese's done with taxi driver and um king of Comedy and putting it into like a superhero realm. um but yeah, i th- I thought it was decent, pretty good. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, I liked it. i thought I thought it was good. I thought that it was a good take on like the superhero genre. i I thought Joaquin Phoenix was amazing, uh, as everybody else has said in the entire world. I thought it was weird and dark. It was also funny at times. I don't know. It was a good movie. I don't really see where all of those people who went out of early screenings and said that they thought it was going to cause shootings or whatever are coming from. I have no idea. I don't know where they got that from. Guess there's a public shooting in this. It's not even... I mean, the word mass is like a stretch. I know that we just use mass shooting anytime there's a shooting period, but like that's, I I don't know, like, you know, and when he does it, you're not supposed to, Support it, so yeah. (laughs) yeah, uh, You're not supposed to be on his character's side. Let's just say that seems pretty clear to me. So the the movie is not like,
0: oh, all this is understandable, and Arthur should absolutely be doing this. Like,
1: right? That's uh, that's what's crazy to me. It's like these people think that like it's going to incite that, but it's like, but the movie doesn't think that that's a good thing. And this idea that like a movie can't depict it without somehow supporting that sort of violence is crazy to me because movies for a long time have shown violence without supporting violence. Um, I mean, I we are both horror fans on this podcast. The idea that a movie can't depict violence and at the same time think that violence should not be actually endorsed in the real world. Like, of course we understand that those two things are separate. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Like, It's crazy to me that you had, like, this, like, surplus of really vocal opponents to this film claiming that it was endorsing violence simply by depicting it. That's bizarre to me. I don't know. It's like, and, like, these people, when somebody says, well, video games might cause violence, are probably the first who will say, that's stupid. Like, (laughs) all right, well, you're saying the same thing but about a movie. So what's your point? I don't know it's like completely ridiculous to me
0: well that exact same uh parallel came up uh around the time the movie came out too because there was another shooting and trump blamed the video games it was like oh uh, we're, we're gonna look into shutting down the video games and uh, uh putting better restrictions on what the video games can show i really hope and you're everything. doing the
1: hand motion while you do that because you <laughs> sounded just like him it was oh really- you know you know i'm doing it um <laughs> and and everybody
0: was like oh no that's that's crazy trump's gone too far and then at the same time
1: too far (laughs) say it ain't so (laughs) joe at the
0: same time people are saying the same things about the joker movie it's like you can't have it both ways like just no i just think you know show violence in the media do it responsibly hopefully but even if you're doing it irresponsibly that's not your responsibility
1: (laughs) right so like anybody who's like anybody who sees a movie that has violence and then goes out and commits violence, they were already disturbed. like, I mean, they weren't, they were disturbed to begin with. They were a threat already. It's not like, like, I don't know. I, it doesn't matter how much, how many movies I see that endorse violence. Not that I see movies that endorse violence. I don't think that really happens. I think most movies depict it without endorsing it. Right. And um, it, no matter what I see, I don't then think, yes, let me go out and do this. Like that's like nev- that has never once been my thought. It's never crossed my mind. And like, I anybody who to whom that does happen, it, they already were a risk. And there are other issues to look at there that we don't need to get into because that's not what we're here for.
0: But like, I'm just here about talk about some movies, man. That's it.
1: <laughs> I definitely don't want to try to like get into the mind of somebody who commits like mass atrocities, but like, I don't know. Like it's completely, it, it just like drives me insane that people, I, and like the, like just like the absolute double standard, because all of these people think like all of the people who raised, uh, I mean, and this is like coming from somebody who's like very liberal and very much like on the left of everything. These people are people who are like leftists and they're like, oh, you know, like, it's ridiculous that all these conservatives say that it's about video games, blah, 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 blah. It's about guns and gun ownership. And then they're going to turn around and say that this movie is endorsing violence because it happens to, like, maybe appeal to certain aspects of the right wing. And it's like, you can't just say that it's endorsing violence by that when you just said that any other fictional narrative doesn't endorse violence. You can't do that. that That's not how that works. That's completely hypocritical. It doesn't make any sense. Like, and it drives me insane. You Media does not cause violence. Watch yeah. Scream 2. Watch that one classroom <laughs> scene with Sarah <laughs> Michelle Keller. Like.
0: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It just feels like we've we've been down this road so many times. I thought we, like, settled this in the 90s. And, like, yeah, people from we both did, sides every of the every
1: aisle. five years. Every five <laughs> years it comes up again. And we think we've settled it. And we haven't settled it. Because people just want to find something to blame that isn't actual guns. When the problem is actual gun ownership and the nra like it's very obvious so don't blame the movies blame the like lobbyists who are letting us still own fucking semi-automatics like it's not that hard that has nothing to do with the joker though nothing Like, he didn't even use a semi-automatic. He used a pistol. But, like. And he did it in the 70s. So, really, I mean. In the 70s and and what was very clearly New York City in the 70s, which was, like, honestly, a black hole of hell. Like, it was, like, the worst place you could possibly be. So. And he was in, like, Midtown New York in the 70s, which was literally just, like, a rat hole of shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he probably could have gotten away with... It. He literally could have done that on a talk show and people would have been like, hmm, what should we do? Like, I mm, arrest him? I don't know. Um, But, like, I don't know. It's ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. So we just spoiled this movie because we said it happens on a talk show. But you know what? That's okay. Um, yeah, you know, I'm angry. Always. I'm angry now. What I'm already angry.
0: <laughs> so, yeah... Um. I don't, we don't really want to go too in depth with this one because, you know, it's been a long time since either of us have seen this. Uh, But Joker was really good. Uh, I I encourage everyone to see it, especially Bruce Wayne.
1: The Joker.
0: Yeah. They, they really make uh, Bruce Wayne and his dad, well, not Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne's dad to be kind of like a jackass in this one. Yeah, um, I shouldn't
1: say fuck Bruce Wayne. You're right.
0: Good point. And he's just a little kid in this one, but his dad like, is like, he's like, it's Thomas it's Wayne is evil because they like subvert the, his, uh, what he's typically drawn as is like the kind philanthropist billionaire. And here they show like that. He's actually kind of a, um, just insidious presence in the city. Um, insidious. yes. Insidious. The last key uh he's <laughs> blaming all the problems uh that are happening in the in gotham on the poor and their jealousy of the rich
1: yeah and... he basically literally says they're stupid and jealous i mean that's like actual words that come out of his mouth <laughs> essentially
0: so and I, yeah i think that and like just the general social tone of the movie is very relevant to the times um just with the economics of everything um yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes. And also, I mean, if Thomas Wayne stands in for anyone, it's fucking Donald Trump who talks shit about the poor all the time. But, like, okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. Kind of feels like <laughs> it.
0: Um, yeah, and it, it, it's it's a very relevant movie for our time. And it's told in the language of our time, which is the superhero movie. So... It's it's a very now movie. It's like, if you want to see... Extremely now. If you yeah. want to see the movie, like the perfect movie for our times, go see Joker.
1: This movie honestly won't make as much sense in like a year and a half. Like
0: Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But right now. Spot I on. hope
1: it won't make sense in about a year and a <laughs> half. Let's just yeah. go with that. I <laughs> ho- yeah, that'd be great. If I hope in thinking. about a year things will be so different and this weird, like, yeah...
0: Yeah. It'll just seem like this, this weird thing we all went through and then woke up kind of, kind of like waking up in the basement of a damn abandoned house.
1: Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still, okay. I'm just, I'm just imagining like the entirety of the American electorate waking up in like a grimy bathroom. That's like what things could feel like in about a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. um... <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So that's
0: Joker. Um. It's great. Check it out. Um, another movie that we saw was uh, the Lighthouse. Oh. That one still in some theaters, not quite as many as the Joker because it's a smaller movie. But and I and also really, did make
1: a billion dollars.
0: Yes, did not. Yeah. By the way, Joker has become <laughs> like it has grossed over a billion dollars. It's like the, it's, it's broken released.
1: so many records. Yeah, he wants it being like the top grossing R-rated film ever. Like, right yeah and
0: and it's one of the top comic book movies too aside from like the big avengers movies it got more than any of the other batman movies yes um and it's like the lowest budget movie to ever make over a billion dollars i mean
1: yeah it's budget was so i mean
0: it's like 60 so, million
1: budget is more than I'll make in my entire lifetime. But like,
0: <laughs> but it's small for a movie, uh, like of, a major studio about
1: picture. a comic book, like icon, like, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not like um, a movie about just like any old character. It's a movie about one of the most like well-known comic book characters of all time. So yeah, its well, budget was pretty small relative to that. Hopefully this
0: shows, uh, the, people making the comic book movies that you can, you can do a lot with a creative story and a interesting take on a character. Everyone knows.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd love to, I mean, they're going to do a sequel. It's, it's basically a given, um,
0: (laughs) Todd, Todd Phillips has been like sprinkling details about that.
1: Yeah. and And ignore all of those headlines that are like, they're going to maybe do a sequel, but will Joaquin Phoenix and the director be back? And it's like, yeah, they signed a two movie contract. (laughs) They'll be back. Um, Just because they haven't said anything yet. Like their contract said they're on for two, as long as it does well. And guess what? It made a billion dollars. So it did well. Um, They're all coming back. Um, Somebody (laughs)
0: said that that Todd Phillips uh, mentioned that they're going to do Joker two because he just saw the Irishman and he got some ideas.
1: Great. Can't wait for three and a half fucking hours of Joker. (laughs) if i have to watch three and a half hours after the events of that movie i might literally well i don't i don't know what i'll do but it will involve me being blackout drunk by an hour and a half in so you'll watch I, it and you'll like it i don't know if that's true anyway let's talk about the lighthouse yeah speaking of blackout characters drunk, going completely crazy let's do it um, and and
0: being blackout drunk uh yeah. the lighthouse um first of all if this is still in theaters by you just stop the podcast right now and go see it and, absolutely
1: that is country that is um
0: great. not because we're gonna spoil anything because i don't think you can even really spoil this movie um it's we, kind might, of, though, yeah, we might though honestly we might somehow i don't know but uh just because like what are you doing like don't waste your time go see it uh this movie was incredible this it's movie so was—it's really good. so much fun. It just absolutely like a perfect fun is
1: such movie. an interesting word to use for this. Movie.
0: It is fun in a way though, because like I find like so it's obviously very crazy. It's scary at times. It's like a weird mind-bending experience, but also I think there's a
1: lot of humor in it. Uh, yeah, of, it's full of fart jokes.
0: There's a lot of fart jokes. <laughs> there's a lot of like weird monologues that just sort of ramble on and go off into the never regions. Um, the yeah.
1: never regions. Wow. Yes.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Um What I think, why I think it would be really important to see it in a theater is, uh, first of all, the sound mix. Incredible. Um The sound is just,
1: good. yeah.
0: it's engrossing you get the sound of the sea all the time all sorts of crazy stuff the music is really good um there's it just it builds to this insane crescendo during the craziest movements uh craziest moments of the movie and uh it's really important to be able to get that full sound mix also uh just the novelty of seeing a film directed in a square aspect ratio in black and white on a big screen that's a modern movie yeah. very unusual very absolutely. cool and absolutely works for the movie
1: did you see this at an alamo i can't remember
0: uh no i just saw this at the amc near me okay okay uh, yeah i could pretty...
1: remember
0: yeah it was good though um it like it, it worked i I don't know if i I saw
1: it in an amc too i don't yeah. that's, i'm not like putting that down i just thought um, i couldn't remember. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, it was great. It was amazing. Um, it was. Everybody should see. Anybody who likes that kind of movie, not everybody. This movie is not for everyone. There are a lot of people who would see this movie, and they're more, I don't want to say more like mainstream film goers, because that sounds condescending, but like there are people who this movie is not made for. Yeah, perhaps. I but- think you could watch the trailer and know this movie is not made for you. Like,
0: right. I think you would know. <laughs> At the same time, I, I do think the movie is not exactly inaccessible um it's not think,
1: inaccessible but it's it can weird be, it's weird it can, as be, shit. It, can,
0: it can be a crowd pleaser in its own sort of way it's definitely not a like an easy popcorn film but it, i i think it's not like a a very um it's not a really opaque film it's something that you oh. can even even if you're not like really delving in and trying to interpret it that you can still appreciate just on a visceral level um but like there's just so much cool stuff in this movie. It's just Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in a lighthouse going nuts for two hours. And And they
1: are pretty much the uh, entire cast.
0: Yes. That, Um, that in its own right is very entertaining.
1: The other members of the quote unquote cast don't have actual speaking roles. They just like see the camera or maybe scream at it once. Um, (laughs)
0: Lots of screaming. There's a Um, lot of
1: screaming. Um, Unless the seagulls were real seagulls, in which case there are a lot of other cast members.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. God, Robert Pattinson was
1: so good in this. Robert Pattinson is amazing. I love Robert Pattinson. Uh, I'm really excited for him to play the Batman. Um, I love Robert Pattinson. I just want that to be clear. I love Robert.
0: Yes. Robert Any Robert. Anyone who's still hung up on him doing Twilight... You got to go see like this. Nobody should be hung see up on anybody doing
1: Twilight. Robert Pattinson <laughs> and Kristen Stewart have both turned out to like be some of the best actors and actresses. Like the two best of our like generation. Like they're incredible. It's insane. And everybody's like, no, they did Twilight. Yeah, but look at what they did after Twilight. Yeah. I mean, maybe Charlie's Angels is questionable. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, I will say she looks very good in it. I mean, when I watch the Charlie's Angels trailer, I'm enamored. By Kristen Stewart, I I would go see it just for her.
0: So, (laughs) obviously, I don't know anything about Charlie's Angels having been in this basement for the last month. But uh, if I had to say anything, I would think that it was underperforming at the box office. Unfortunately, Um, well, what doesn't
1: underperform at the box office anymore? Um, Speed Racer underperformed at the box office and was like a it's like a five out of five star movie. So
0: true, true, true. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? I, I haven't seen it could be a cult classic for all i know that's
1: not really my point though i don't think the overall movie looks great i just meant Kristen stewart looks great
0: she's great yeah yeah um both Um... both of them are great and you know sometimes you have to do those movies early in your career and it gives you more freedom later on i mean look at what robert pattinson has done look at what so much Daniel Radcliffe has done since then. I mean, they're yeah, both just yeah. doing weird shit now because they are Christ-
1: I mean, Kristen Stewart is doing the same thing. She did a ghost story, which is like amazing. So like she's done a lot Personal of really shopper, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like Emma Watson has done some really good stuff. Like you can do these like big budget franchise films and still go on to do great things. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Ripped to Rupert Grant, but like, you know, <laughs> he's
0: living his own truth though. He's out there in his, Ice cream truck, just hand down ice
1: creams, good for Rupert Dude. that sounds really sad, but like <laughs> the way you put that
0: <laughs> hey hey um, d- d- follow your passion, that's all i'm saying
1: i I uh, agree with that, follow your passion I'm not that's why okay. we do a podcast um yes. but like. <laughs> I'm just saying that was not like the best example uh, yeah. <laughs> handing out ice cream. Uh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so yeah. Go see the lighthouse. It's fun. It's so crazy. It's, it feels like some sort of uh, just wacky Lovecraft movie. It's
1: Lovecraft, and... but like not racist. And yes,
0: no racism in this one, but with like
1: can... a lot of tentacle action happens. Um, so that's good. Oh, there's way more than your me. typical amount of typical tentacle action. Although tentacle action is on the rise. Oh, yes. And we can all, there's... we can all rest assured tentacle horror is coming back and I'm tentacles are creepy. Yeah. Tentacles are very scary. Anybody who's into tentacle porn is the scariest person I've ever met <laughs> because tentacles are very frightening. So, um, I think that.
0: that's why people are into it because it's like a subversion of like something that you're afraid of. It's like, um,
1: You know it's like very freudian right i think you're absolutely right i I think that's fucking weird like (laughs) i grew up terrified of dogs and i never once wanted to fuck a pit bull so like (laughs) like (laughs) like let me tell (laughs) you oh god all right (laughs) um after I got bit by a pit bull on the stomach, I was never like, yeah, but, like, I'd sleep with you. Like, I was like, <laughs> please stay away from me.
0: You could have so- just asked. <laughs>
1: um, like, so, I don't know. That's, that's, like, a weird, but you're right. I think no, I'm not saying anything that you said is wrong. Uh, anyway, I want Tentacle Horror to come back. I want Tentacle Horror to be a big thing. After The Void and now The Lighthouse, I'm, like, really excited about the future of Tentacle Horror. And I want it to be a big deal. Maybe in Kristen Stewart's Underwater, there will be some tentacles. It kind of looks like it.
0: So, ooh, ooh yeah, uh, yeah. If actually... Robert
1: Pattinson and Kristen Stewart can bring back tentacle horror, Twilight <laughs> will not have been for naught.
0: They're working together <laughs> to do that. Yeah, no, because there there is some like creepy, horribly long tentacles in that trailer.
1: Yeah, that Um, looks creepy. I think it's
0: going to be good. I think that's going to be real good. I think it's going
1: to be real good. We haven't had a good, like, underwater horror movie in a long time. Um, Yeah, that's true. It's been, like, what, since, like, The Abyss? Like, I don't even remember the last good underwater horror movie. So, there wasn't, like, a joke horror movie. Like, we've had, like, Deep Blue Sea that's about the sea. But, like, that's not underwater, and it's not, it's a joke, so.
0: Excuse me, this is The Meg Erasure. Thank you. Um, The Meg was... (laughs) The i meg. didn't even see i didn't even see the meg i, I, I did see the was. meg
1: i saw the meg at an alamo i saw the meg at an <laughs> alamo draft house I'm like it was like such an experience and i was like drunk and i was just like this is fucking ridiculous are there were people who were like really invested and i was like y'all come on this is a joke of a movie it's it's not even taking itself seriously like, <laughs> like Come on. Get over it. This thing isn't going to kill anybody who matters. Um, (laughs) I haven't seen anything, like, I haven't seen any good movies that were, like, about, like, undersea monsters in a long time. And what's crazy is that, like, sea monsters are, like, probably the most prevalent threat on this, like, world. Like, I don't know. Like, we could all go swimming and get eaten by a giant squid anytime, And we're all just like, yeah, that's fine. But, like movies will be about space aliens and make a ton of money and people like that's frightening. I'm like, that's not frightening. Space aliens are like 800,000 million miles away. Like (laughs) a fucking squid is right there. So yeah, you should be afraid.
0: The sea is terrifying. And uh, we definitely get lots of that in the lighthouse. Just like a sense of the vastness and scariness
1: of the sea, which is why Uh, the lighthouse is good. Like the sea is horrifying and it should be horrifying. It's just like, massive element that nobody fully understands like <laughs> nobody really <laughs> knows what's down in the marianas trench and we're all just like that seems normal
0: except like, james cameron he's the only one
1: well james cameron is not a normal person and we should not accept anything james cameron says or does as the actions of a normal human he might actually be an alien so <laughs> i don't you're know, not uh, I- you know <laughs>
0: you know after after Cameron did that whole Mariana's Trench thing I'm pretty sure like right after that was when he announced he was making like five more avatar movies so i don't know maybe maybe he was exposed to some dark and ancient evil down there okay let's also out. just
1: be clear he announced those and like nothing has happened so, <laughs> no we've gotten zero more avatar movies
0: well, we did get an avatar um theme park attraction though so
1: that's true i just can't <laughs> wait for avatar 2 to come out and like for it to be a like massive flop like yeah because that's I, what's that's basically what's gonna happen at this point like there's yeah, no I, way it's gonna do well
0: i don't know who is like clamoring to watch more avatar like it was cool in 2009 cuz it was like wow the cgi is so good and the technology is amazing and then it's like everyone immediately forgot about it cuz the plot was so not memorable and now it's like we're going to make more of these movies so you can see more of those characters you love so much like um who was in
1: that again i don't know wasn't sigourney <laughs> weaver in it um she was but uh and um it was like Sigourney Weaver, like... the girl who plays Gamora in The Avengers. Uh, uh, okay. I can't remember her name. Why can't I remember her name? She's also in Crossroads starring Britney Spears. Oh, um, the, the, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, her. God, that's can't... really
1: terrible. Um, and Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington is in that movie.
0: Uh, everyone's favorite. Sam Worthington.
1: Yeah, I, nobody knows what he even looks like. If you ask, they'd be like, "Oh, is it like Chris Chris Hemsworth, but like not as cute?" And it'd be like, "Yeah, that's true." Um,
0: he's like he's like a Walmart brand,
1: Chris Hemsworth. What's her name? She's in Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt. Like, she. Spoiler alert! Dies in Avengers Part Two or Infinity War Part Two. Like, wait,
0: hold up. Uh, I'm just gonna look it up, and then I'm gonna like. Was it pretend. Part One?
1: I think she dies in Part One.
0: I'm just gonna pretend like I knew it all along. Um. Yeah, it's Zoe Saldana. God, man, yes. I can't believe you didn't know that.
1: Yes, um, and she's the Avatar. She's like the main Avatar.
0: Yes. The, also,
1: it's called Avatar. The eponymous Avatar. Does, does James Cameron know what the word Avatar actually means? Because it's not like, I don't know, like an avatar is a stand in for me on the internet. It's not like some other thing. It's like a, it's me, but it's not me, you know?
0: Well, isn't that the whole point? Like, it's like a. Yes, it avatar, is the whole point. But the, the avatar the whole is point. like a. <laughs> it's like a, a artificial thing that they like morph into. Well, they morph, they like telepathically connect. With.
1: That was like a song from the Power Rangers video. Um, <laughs> it's morphin' time. <laughs> uh, uh, if yeah. Avatar gets a sequel and we don't get a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers sequel, I'm going to be so mad. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, well, yes. You you keep pulling for that. Um
1: it's not going to happen. I'm know. just saying that there are some things that I would be mad about seeing instead of Power Rangers part 2.
0: Right. Um, I I I'm all for it. I did not see the last power rangers movie but
1: that's offensive uh, to me i've seen that i'm not like, i'm not opposed uh, to it. times approximately of course um. yes <laughs> um so yeah
0: uh <laughs> go see the lighthouse,
1: it's really, see the lighthouse.
0: it's really fun it's really crazy i
1: love the lighthouse
0: speaking of series that have too many movies in
1: them dear god
0: <laughs> there's been uh so the good news about this is that we could probably talk about we could could have talked about this a month ago. We could talk about this now. We could probably talk about this a month from now. It would still be just as relevant because uh, this has been going on all that time. There's been this big argument, mostly online, but also in the press, and it is actually newsworthy because a lot of filmmakers have gotten themselves involved. Um, <laughs> but basically, so Martin Scorsese said in an interview that he didn't really like the Marvel movies that he doesn't really watch them because um, he doesn't view them as cinema. He thinks of them more as like theme park rides and holy shit. Like people got so mad about that. Uh, The Marvel fanboys all like came out in droves attacking Scorsese, claiming that he's never made a good movie. Claim that all he makes are gangster movies and he doesn't understand the wokeness of the marvel films because he's behind the times um and it's just it's been hilarious honestly because anyone anyone with any sense or like um knowledge about film and film history is just like yeah you're probably he's probably right about that like whatever and at the very least if they don't agree with him they'll just be like yeah but he's got the right to say that <laughs> but everybody else who like just watches marvel movies is losing their mind and still like a month later are still losing it
1: and i love the amount of shade in the statement you just said because you were like <laughs> oh yeah people who know like the history of film and like about movies are probably like oh, okay that's fine or scorsese can just say it even If I don't agree, but anybody who just watches Marvel films, (laughs) like that's like, all right, I'm throwing
0: some shade, but you know what? Part of the, part of the thing here is, is people like, well, if Martin Scorsese cares so much about film, why doesn't he like start a foundation to, um, fund underprivileged filmmakers? Or why doesn't he start a foundation to preserve historical films? I'm like, He does both of those things.
1: He absolutely (laughs) does. He does.
0: He's in fact like probably one of the foremost proponents of film preservation and he's always funded uh, filmmakers who are fresh to the business and otherwise wouldn't get as much exposure. He's, he's doing a lot more for film than Marvel is. And just to see people throwing shade at him and saying that he's like jealous of, marvel's success and stuff it's just so crazy like he's martin scorsese he's like one of the most respected filmmakers alive and people are getting mad because he didn't like guardians of the galaxy 2 like it's, it's <laughs> um,
1: let's just be clear like martin scorsese is not out here like spitting out a movie every year to make money like he's not that kind of filmmaker. Like he will go stretches without putting on a movie for a number of years. Like he puts out a movie when he has a movie to put out. And like this idea that like, he's just like out here, like doing things for himself and like, doesn't care about up and coming filmmakers or like underprivileged filmmakers. Like, like he does care. And he, he cares about film in general. He's out. Like he makes movies because he feels like there's a movie that needs to be made. It's not, it's completely ridiculous to imply that he doesn't that he just makes movies for any reason other than for the craft of the film, essentially like yeah. that is what he's all about. Like, and he is probably one of the foremost experts in the craft of filmmaking. I yeah. mean, and he's I got like, a, a, I can't a think encyclopedic of any actively of working directors that know the craft of filmmaking better. Like you have some like, Maybe Tarantino is up there. I don't think Tarantino executes nearly as well as Scorsese does. Like,
0: right? But he's like, he's one another one you. But he is very
1: knowledgeable,
0: memorized (laughs) just like hundreds of movies and. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: Tarantino is like one of the most like he has an encyclopedic knowledge. Whether or not he puts it to use perfectly, it's a different story. Like, Tarantino and Scorsese are probably like the most like well known knowledgeable filmmaker maybe like greta gerwig she seems to like know just like everything i don't understand um but like and uh, i the idea that fucking scorsese is doing this for anything other than the craft of filmmaking is ridiculous to me anybody implying that has never watched a single scorsese movie in their entire life like (laughs) like i don't he clearly is like in auteur, he's out here making films that are artistic and great, and they are constantly pushing the envelope and changing the game of filmmaking every single time. He's never made a movie that is just like this like weird, staid like film that doesn't care about the craft of making a movie. That's that's like the only thing he cares about. I don't whatever. These people have never seen a Scorsese film like and he he makes so many
0: different kinds of films too like the people being like well you know maybe martin scorsese doesn't like these theme park movies but i don't like gangster films like okay that's fine have you seen silence have you seen uh shutter island have you seen like any of the other like scorsese's made so many different kinds of movies throughout his career And, like, gangster movies are just one portion of that, perhaps what he's best known for, but certainly not, like, his only trick in the bag.
1: Right, exactly. So, yeah, and, like, it's also completely ridiculous for hardcore Marvel fans to be like, Well, maybe a Scorsese anime movies that aren't gangster films when the only things a Marvel fan can watch are goddamn superhero movies like don't talk to me about a director only making one type of movie when the only type of movie you watch is fucking Iron Man beating up some foreign entity like I have we talked even about the nationalist implications of a marvel film i don't know you should probably think about that before you go out and like break your neck defending a marvel fucking <laughs> franchise but like I, like what are you talking about you there's no leg to stand on in criticizing scorsese here and 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 why are you so goddamn insecure and your favorite goddamn fucking franchise, you can't handle somebody critiquing it once. Like, I don't know. There are a lot of things I like that people critique, and I'm like, okay, you have a negative opinion of that, and now I'm moving on. Oh, like
0: yeah. As horror like, fans, we know what it's like to have people. Exactly. Along half of movie.
1: <laughs> we just did an entire fucking eight podcast series on Saw, which is after the first one maligned by every critic in the world who matters to the mainstream
0: like but it's a really amazing franchise with such a cool villain in it who's really badass and like jigsaw is so
1: badass and he is so cool and we love jigsaw and i would never ever ever think anything negative about jigsaw and he's the coolest person i've ever met but like (laughs) people don't always feel that way and like Like, I don't care. That doesn't change how I feel about it. Yeah, like, people think Saw 1 is good and the rest of the Saw movies suck. And I will maintain until the day I am buried, not the day I die, but the day I'm buried, that Saw 2 is the best Saw movie. I will maintain that. I will always stand by that opinion. And I don't care how many people tell me that Saw 2 is derivative. I don't give a fuck. Saw 2 is better than Saw 1. And I will say that until I, like, and just like all of these people who are hardcore, diehard Marvel fans, just see Martin Scorsese having his opinion and say, I don't care. I still think Spider-Man Homecoming is the best fucking movie and I will stand by it. (laughs) You know what? I would say I respect that because Spider-Man Homecoming is legitimately a very good movie. And if it meant something to you, that matters. And that's great. Don't be so goddamn butthurt that Martin Scorsese doesn't feel the same way. He's one person. These
0: movies make billions of dollars. It's not like Martin Scorsese having a different opinion is going to make them stop making Marvel movies.
1: Yeah, Uh, what is this like? Marvel's going to be
0: fine. You don't need to defend the big corporation.
1: Outrage paranoia that because Martin Scorsese says something, the money's going to stop flowing? I got to tell you, that's not true. Like, Martin Scorsese may be one of the biggest names and director, but like... (laughs) Most of his, like, big director projects were, like, well over 15 years ago. And, like, you don't have to worry about something he says impacting whether or not people see a movie. Like, that time has come and gone. Maybe, like, in, like, the 80s and 90s. But, like, in 2019? No. No. That doesn't matter. And you know that doesn't matter. So your outrage is just like completely performative and it's ridiculous. You just want to be mad because these are your favorite movies and somebody is critiquing them. I got to tell you, take your eyes off of fucking Disney for like two seconds. There are other movies out there. Watch a Scorsese movie. That's all I'm saying. Watch one. I don't care which one it is. I do sort of care. There are some bad ones, but like watch a good Scorsese movie. There's a lot. Yeah. So, and the vast majority,
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best part of all this was that Scorsese, like when when someone says something like this that causes a lot of controversy online, they usually end up walking it back or something. But Scorsese doubled down on his comments later, uh, and said that he he felt that these movies were sort of crowding out um, movies that had more to say, that had like had better character development and um, had better stories, and. Uh, also said that like these, these movies, the Marvel movies, just they're like theme theme park rides and that they appeal to like the visceral thrill uh, as opposed to trying to actually, you know, tell a worthwhile story, which I mean, I agree with, I mean, I Absolutely, even, yeah. I even like Marvel's not my favorite, but I, I watch Marvel movies. I enjoy them, but like anyone can see that they're, pretty much just there to like have some big crazy explosions on the screen and then you're done uh and especially like they've become so formulaic they're they're all very very similar to each other so like how you can say that they they really have like something original to say in each one and that (laughs) they're on the same level as like a, a truly original movie is just crazy
1: It is crazy. (laughs) I mean, there's really nothing original about Marvel movies anymore. Like, but these people don't care about, and like, I don't know. I say these people, and that sounds like really like upsetting and offensive, but like uh, people really don't care if there's anything original, these Marvel fans. And like, but they want to like complain about something like Scorsese making only gangster films at the, the exact same time that they watch a bunch of movies that are all the exact same thing. Well, and there's no
0: risks in the Marvel movies. That's like, that's my biggest complaint. You, you know that the heroes have to win because like, I mean, obviously in any movie, it's almost a guarantee. The hero is going to win, but in this one, you know it for sure because they've already announced the next sequel. And yeah,
1: that's the You thing. know, that they've got to be in Marvel the crossover. Movie, all of these characters have, we know going in, that they've signed a contract signs them on for x number of movies so when they're in their second movie even if they were like even if they die like we know we're gonna see them in four other movies whether or not that's future or past doesn't matter to marvel movies like it's ridiculous yeah
0: and people uh people are being like oh so they don't take risks in marvel movies how about killing off half their cast at the end of infinity war like well yeah but everybody knew that they were going to come back in the next movie because some of those characters that they killed off had already had other movies announced later on. Like they'd already announced black Panther two and they killed off black Panther. So it's like, okay, at least we know he's going to be back and we know Spider-Man's going to be back. And like there, there's no emotional impact if you know what's going to happen to the characters. (laughs) So yeah, I, I, i enjoy marvel movies for the most part we if you go back and listen to us talking about endgame we had quite a few complimentary things to say about it but you got it like to (laughs) i i see what's where scorsese's coming from and i think people getting bent out of shape out of it is even crazier because like at the end of the day even if you don't agree with him he's just one guy
1: just be like all right i thought differently whatever I agree. I mean, he's one person. It's, it's not that it, it just like shouldn't ruin your experience of your favorite film franchise. Like this doesn't make any sense. If if you're that insecure about it, you might already think they're not that good. So you probably need to calm down. Yep. So
0: um, we are, I think running a little short on time. I'm not, quite sure what that big um ticking time thing on the wall is telling me uh jigsaw didn't say anything about that so i'm a little concerned but uh yeah we've got a few more topics we're gonna try to touch on real quick here we got Um, it we can do it one last one last movie to discuss uh dr sleep we definitely (laughs) Definitely want to give some props to this film because it has been underperforming at the box office. And that is a damn shame. That is a shame. Uh, excellent movie. Uh, As you might not know, because I think the marketing was a little loose on this. Uh, It is a sequel to the shining. It's based off the book that Stephen King wrote a few years ago, which is the sequel to the shining. Um, And it both embraces the Kubrick shining and embraces the Stephen King, uh, writing as, um, some may know Stephen King did hated not famously, yeah, hated <laughs> Kubrick's version of the shining. So this movie kind of unites the two sides of the fandom here, um, by embracing a lot of the iconography from Kubrick's movie and embracing, uh, a much closer role by the author in the making of this film um and also it's amazing it's really good um it's so much fun and for being a sequel to such an iconic movie it's a lot to live up to but I thought it did
1: a good job yeah I agree mostly uh have you read the books both of them
0: I read The Shining but I have not read the uh Dr. Sleep book
1: you have not read Dr. Sleep okay so I have read both of them and both of them within the past like year and a half Um, and like, I think it did a really, I mean, I think this movie did a great job. And just like thinking about the original shining, I honestly don't understand Stephen King's complaints that much. I think the original movie, I mean, I think Kubrick's film did a pretty good job of living up to the book. Yes. It changed a lot of things, but like the tone is all there. Like the, the themes are all there just because it changed some like key plot elements But maybe that's just because I see things differently when I think about adaptations. I'm like, as long as, like, the ideas are there, I don't care about, like, the specific plot devices. Because I know that you have to change those. Because time is different. Time is just so different in a, like, movie where you know you have two and a half hours to tell this story, essentially. Like, max. You can't go over two and a half hours unless you're Martin Scorsese creating... A gangster film called The Irishman.
0: Go see The Irishman; it's great
1: um, for Netflix. Um, but like, generally speaking, you have this time limit, and so you're going to cut things. So, like, I know that, but like the the themes of the movie, The Shining, seem very much in line with the book. I don't really understand Stephen King's problems with it. And the same as I mean, Stephen King loved Doctor Sleep, the movie. He has posted on his Twitter and stuff. He's endorsed it. I mean, they change as much as they did in The Shining. I don't really understand (laughs) why he's decided that. I mean, not like in the first part, like the first part, there's like so many things that are like clear call outs to the book that they don't really expand on. Like, like for example, um, in Doctor Sleep, we get a lot of like, side references to the fact that Abra has a, like a grandmother who's dying and she's like a main character in the book. Like she has chapters that are narrated from her point of view. Oh, and like, and like, we all know about her. Like she tells a lot of the story, but like, we don't even see her in the movie. Right. Like we don't, there's no actress cast as Abra's grandmother. Right. Um, but like the the general thrust of what her character does is there her character is there to like relay like that the past never dies essentially like and we get that i think we all walk away from doctor sleep knowing like the past doesn't leave us alone like we yeah. we can yeah, all yeah. accept that and say that the movie the movie definitively expressed that because it killed one of the characters who the past never let go of um which by the way dr sleep doesn't die in the book i mean that's like the biggest change oh it's, really like, huge he doesn't die like wow. i like a big change I, I grappled for like like two days because i thought like i don't think i can like this movie because i don't think he should have died like and i'm mm-hmm. still not totally sold on that like i think that Because I think that the whole point of, like, even the movie's themes, even though the movie killed him off, are, like, it all seems to be building up to, like, letting go of your past and moving on. Like, like, and, like, the movie does away with this by saying that, like, when you die, like, it doesn't end. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you die because you're still letting go of your past. You're moving on even more fully in a certain way because you're completely moving on from this realm the book is all about like the book is very clearly about dr sleep like moving on from his past and legitimately still living afterwards like (laughs) like he's like he moves on and he he he's like there's there is a thing where he dies but he dies for like Cause there's like that whole thing where it's like, you see flies on somebody's face and they're dying and you know it. And so you spend like a hundred pages. Cause it's like a 600 page book or whatever. And he's like seeing flies on his face and you're like, Oh my God, he's going to die at the end of this book. Our last chapter is just going to be Abra talking about his funeral. This is all going to be terrible. But what it actually is is that he, he dies for like two seconds and then comes back. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so like, like it's totally fine. And like, and, like, he lives, and I think that that's way more impactful in terms of, like, letting go of your past. Like, it's, like, really, it really does the message of, like, it's okay, you're going to move on from, like, this negative trauma that happened in your past to say that the character then has to die. At least in the book, like, it's, like, you're going to move on, and he does move on, and he does live, and he has a full fucking life. Like... <laughs> like he I, and there's more to that I don't want to give I don't want to spoil like even more but there's like more about Abra and Abra's mom and Abra's dad who also doesn't die but like um <laughs> like a lot of characters don't die in the book is essentially what I'm saying yeah. um so it's like a very different world but I think that the movie got the heart completely right cuz I think the movie is still about like you have a past and you're going to move on from it like,
0: yeah. you can, Is long as
1: work to move on.
0: Yeah. And so, like, the movie's both about um, Danny Torrance, like, moving on from what happened to him in his childhood and um, moving on from the Overlook Hotel. And also, uh, like, him dealing with alcoholism, recovery, and all that. Um, so more of those themes of, like, moving on from something letting the past go. Uh, But beyond that, uh, I just think the world that they built out in this movie was really cool. A really interesting extension from the concepts they built up in the shining, the psychic vampires are crazy. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The, the way the things that they can do with the, the psychic powers um, with the shining are really cool. Um, that whole like mind heist sequence was fucking amazing. <laughs>
1: okay. So I have to talk about that. So
0: multiple, multiple scenes that are like that actually
1: in the book. You, okay. So in the movie, um, Abra like sets a trap for, for the mind vampire, right? Like yeah. she sets this trap and she's like this, like she's sort of disguised as like a Russian spy, right? Like she has like bang covering her eyes, but they're like straight across bangs and she's like, it's like very clear like hip like spy from like the current era. Um <laughs> in the book she's like she's like i'm the dragon queen i have long blonde hair and a spear and i'm like i'm sorry daenerys targaryen like is this like literally just daenerys like it's extremely funny becomes daenerys he is a very it's very clear that stephen king is making a game of thrones reference in this whole thing (laughs) like and it's super awesome i mean it makes sense why wouldn't a kid in in a book that was published just a few years ago like dr sleep is not old this came out while Game of Thrones, a Song of Ice and Fire were very popular. Like why wouldn't a kid be like yeah, my like avatar in this weird mind universe is fucking Daenerys. All right. Well, I'm gonna children eat you. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: children should not be watching Game of Thrones. Though. Let let me just make that clear. Yeah, but Abra
1: uh, shouldn't be doing a lot of things that Abra yeah. is doing. Abra's
0: um, has uh abilities
1: beyond her age certainly.
0: It wouldn't matter what
1: she should be doing. She could be doing it because her parents wouldn't know if she was like. Right.
0: Very true. Very true. She could be like psychically watching the TV show and nobody would know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, very cool movie. Great extension of the universe. Uh, Mike Flanagan directed this and which uh, is a
1: huge he, plus for horror fans he's so fantastic
0: uh he made oculus he made ouija origin of evil aka <laughs> the good ouija prequel that none I of us were ouija. expecting
1: i love ouija origin of evil i love it it's so it's good. so
0: good uh and um he made gerald's game which is another stephen king based movie and uh he made the haunting of hill house series for netflix
1: which is probably his most well-known movie or movie, but production, whatever. It it Uh,
0: really plays like a very long movie. Um, Yeah. It's amazing. And definitely one of the scariest things I've seen in a long time. Um, Yeah. He's a great filmmaker. He just keeps knocking him out of the park. Uh, And this was certainly no exception, but unfortunately it's not making as much money as it could be. So, um, I highly recommend it if you want to check this movie out.
1: The fortunate part of it all is that there's no sequel depending on this making good money.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But we do do like to see movies like this do well because it encourages studios to make more movies like this.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I agree. Like, I mean, just like. I don't care. Like, Jupiter Ascending was a bad movie, but like, <laughs> I wanted it to do well just because I want original sci fi.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, like, yeah.
1: You know, like, it's so I, hard
0: I to get like a new big high concept sci fi like that these days.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it sucks. Like, everything is a franchise now. Like, if you're not making like a movie that has like some connection to some pre existing. Property, then it's really hard to get it made and to then do well. And so, like,
0: and even the Blade Runner sequel, which is really good, didn't get as much attention as it should have.
1: Really good as a stretch, but like, I liked it.
0: I thought it was great.
1: I thought it was okay. Um, <laughs> eh, yeah, the Blade Runner <laughs> sequel was okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, a lot of. I, I mean it's hard because like The Blade Runner first came out how long ago? Like in the 80s like Exactly. Know, like of course it's not going to make the money now if you don't put in the groundwork. And I'm not saying Blade Runner did anything wrong. I'm just saying like it's hard to like you can't just assume that things are the same now. Um a movie like Blade Runner doesn't resonate the same way. Blade Runner is set in like like, the original Blade Runner is set, like, right now, like, as we're speaking, and they think the world would look yeah. completely different than it does right now.
0: It's literally set this month in 2019,
1: Yeah, which is crazy. So clearly they got some things wrong and people aren't gonna like go out and see the sequel as a result like they're not gonna look at that and then be like yes i want to see the sequel to this movie that got what now looks like so fucking
0: wrong speculative fiction is always going to be a little questionable in that regard i recently watched escape from new york which i think is set in 2007 um and which postulated that the um entire island of manhattan would become an open air prison so and you know. meanwhile
1: rikers is <laughs> being shut down but like
0: <laughs> the movie was still fun though is my point um uh, even if i knew it wouldn't come true but um i i do think this is um this is very relevant to doctor sleep as well it's like how long can you wait for a sequel Before people just completely forget about your franchise or don't care if they make a sequel.
1: That's an interesting Um, question. What's like the longest that that's like gone where people still cared? Halloween starring Jamie Lee Curtis in 2018 is a strong contender for a way you can make it work. But um, (laughs) at
0: least they made a lot of other Halloween movies in between. Yeah, but
1: a lot of those people didn't care about. (laughs) That's true. But like that is like I mean, it seems that. I can't think of anything where the gap was that long and it worked out for them, you know?
0: Occasionally it works out though. Um I, I think I think Doctor Sleep was exactly what it needed to be. It's
1: I mean, really I think Dr. Sleep yeah. worked. I just meant with the public. I'm not yeah. talking about yeah. like, no, that is like the a film. Like Dr. Sleep, the film is very good. It works. I do not have I mean there are some negative things i could say about it i don't think the ending really works but like generally speaking i think it's a great movie and i think it it works and i don't care that it came like as long as it did after the original movie i think it makes sense that it did i mean it's about the the, that kid growing up why wouldn't it be that long afterwards you know you gotta Um, give him
0: time to become an adult he has
1: to actually grow up um and, like, some of the changes they made from the book, like, people will be like, oh, it's not the same. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, the book of The Shining even did so much different. Like, the book of The Shining blew up the Overlook. There was no yeah. Overlook at the end of The Shining. <sighs> and so we still deal with, like, Dr. Sleep where it's like the hotel still exists. That's not true in, in the book. And so yeah, things that, are different.
0: Like, Yeah, true. They must have changed that from the book for this one because... Hotel is very much there in this movie.
1: Right. So in the ending of the, the book, Dr. Sleep, they obviously don't go back into the hotel. They don't. You do still deal with like the ghosts of the overlook, but it's, it's presented a bit differently. You don't have to wander the overlook first, um, mm-hmm. which is why I think the shot, the Dr. Sleep movie took up so much time. We had to spend so much time at the end, just like establishing, Oh, we're back in the same hotel.
0: Like, right. um, yeah, that, that is where it lagged a little bit, I think, but you know,
1: otherwise that is where it lagged cuz it was cool. sort of like anybody watching it like knows yeah y- you don't need <laughs> to tell us like we're all aware like
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very iconic movie yeah um uh, but yeah um go see Dr. Sleep if you can it's quite good um couple more things before we wrap up the Sonic redesign uh I'm pretty sure we talked about this when the first Sonic trailer dropped, but uh, Sonic looked like an absolute nightmare, and it was so so bad and caused such a fuss online that uh, the studio promised to redesign it. and <laughs> several months later, that they released a new trailer in which Sonic looks much more normal <laughs> and not so fucking creepy. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just really, int- I can't, I can't think of another time that there's been something like this, like such a, a strong reaction to a trailer that they go, uh, and like completely redesign an element of the movie like this. Uh, and people are saying like, it cost them $5 million to do this. Other people are saying it cost them $30 million to do this. I don't know how much it costs, but I'm sure it wasn't nothing. And I'm sure it took a lot of time to do uh it's just interesting to see them actually go into this lengths um to make sure that this movie isn't a complete disaster
1: yeah that's embarrassing
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll be interesting so yeah check out the new sonic trailer it's pretty similar to the old one but um he just now different. less creepy sonic <laughs> Uh, it's looks really little... upsetting <laughs> very strange um and finally uh this last week we finally saw the arrival of disney plus which has been long heralded um and yes uh some of us have caved and gotten disney plus already
1: some but... of us <laughs> us don't say some of us you some of us
0: uh, undefined members of this group uh have okay. cave. Yes. Um but yeah, check it out if you want. You you've probably heard about it. Um don't
1: check it out. Don't I don't check, care what you don't want. check it out. I don't give a fuck what you want.
0: It's bad for cinema, but it's
1: terrible for cinema.
0: But if you do, if you do get Disney Plus, there's just one thing I ask of you as uh, you watch the nineteen eighty six film Mr. Boogity first and uh ha- hashtag boogity challenge. It's uh it's pretty good. And hopefully they get enough uh analytics out of this to make
1: a sequel out of that. I would love a boogity sequel. I would love that. <laughs> it's a
0: really weird movie. Uh it's yeah. It's very eighties. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all we really have to say about Disney Plus, I guess, other than
1: Matt thinks it's the devil um disney plus is literally the devil disney plus is black iron mountain they're gonna come out and they're gonna eat your soul and while you're sleeping these like scary wendigo creatures are gonna crawl out they're gonna eat your soul and they're gonna take them and you're gonna all like be in love with disney and you're all gonna do anything disney says and you should all be terrified disney should be shunned you should all shun disney i hate all all hail the mouse Fuck the mouse. Fuck the mouse. Not literally, because if you fuck the mouse, he'll like it. But like, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do Disney Plus. It's evil. It's horrible. Um, it's too late for people like Teddy. But like, it's not too late for all of you. So, come join us. Join us, Matthew. The thing is, you're going to watch Disney Plus, and you're going to be like, oh, I want to watch Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. And then what you're going to find out is that all of these Disney movies and Disney Channel TV shows are made up of kids who don't know how to act with a bunch of Disney Channel like sound effects that you don't like with a bunch of cheesy fucking storylines. And you're going to be like, why did I pay for this? Because none of this is like interesting or fun or cool. It just ruins my childhood. Because that's what Disney Plus is. Disney Plus <laughs> is exploiting your nostalgia and doesn't give a fuck about how you actually feel because your nostalgic interests are just, like, not real anymore. Like, <laughs> let's be real. The things you liked as a kid are not... It's just not the same. What you liked as a child is not the same as what you like as a 28-year-old. It's not.
0: Yeah, that's true. But what if I'm using Disney Plus to watch... um like fun and fancy free or Mr. Boogity or the shaggy DA or stuff like that. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Then you should the, just
1: go to pirate Bay <laughs> from 80 years.
0: Where, that's true. Pirate Bay is out there, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We don't, we don't like to encourage that here on this very legal.
1: Law I would abiding never podcast. encourage illegal actions.
0: Yes. Never, never, never don't don't venture into the bay where the pirates dwell uh so it's yeah dangerous because the lighthouse <laughs> it is oh god the lighthouse <sighs> so that about wraps us up for this week um yeah as always uh you can find us on all the major podcast platforms apple Podcasts, google play music google Podcasts, spotify all of that um if you like what we're putting down, leave us a review on your favorite platform, um, and you can also reach out to us on Twitter at movies or by email Buzzdamovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show, any other movies you'd like us to review and what your favorite movie that you've seen recently is. And uh, with that, we'll see you at the movies.
1: We'll see you at the movies if we ever get out of this goddamn fucking bathroom. Yeah, I don't understand um, what's going on here.
0: Can you can you pass me that that saw over there? Just uh, I'm just gonna give this a. Yeah.
1: Shot. What do you? Why do you want this? I don't. Oh, uh, no, here.
0: Just uh, we'll figure
1: something out.